Appendix to Chapter 1 of Ten Days That Shook the World. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Ten Days That Shook the World by John Reed. Appendix to Chapter 1. 1. Oberonsi. Defenders. All the moderate socialist groups adopted or were given this name because they consented to the continuation of the war under Allied leadership on the ground that it was a war of national defense. The Bolsheviki, the left socialist revolutionaries, the Mensheviki internationalists, Martov's faction, and the Social Democrats internationalists, Gorky's group, were in favor of forcing the Allies to declare democratic war aims and to offer peace to Germany on those terms. 2. Wages and Cost of Living Before and During the Revolution The following tables of wages and costs were compiled, on November 1917, by a joint committee from the Moscow Chamber of Commerce and the Moscow Section of the Ministry of Labor, and published in Novaya Zhizn, October 26, 1917 wages per day rubles and kopecks trade carpenter cabinet maker july 1914 1.6 to 2 july 1916 4 to 6 august 1917 8.5 terrasier july 1914 1.3 to 1.5 july 1916 3 to 3.5 Mason Plasterer, July 1914, 1.7 to 2.35, July 1916, 4 to 6, August 1917, 8. Painter Upholsterer, July 1914, 1.8 to 2.2, July 1916, 3 to 5.5, August 1917, 8. Blacksmith. July 1914, 1 to 2.25, July 1916, 4 to 5, August 1917, 8.5. Chimney Sweep, July 1914, 1.5 to 2, July 1916, 4 to 5.5, August 1917, 7.5. Locksmith, July 1914, 0.9 to 2. July 1916, 3.5 to 6, August 1917, 9. Helper, July 1914, 1 to 1.5, July 1916, 2.5 to 4.5, August 1917, 8. In spite of numerous stories of gigantic advances in wages immediately following the revolution of March 1917, these figures, which were published by the Ministry of Labor as characteristic of conditions all over Russia, show that wages did not rise immediately after the revolution, but little by little. On an average, wages increased slightly more than 500%. But at the same time, the value of the ruble fell to less than one-third its former purchasing power, and the cost of the necessities of life increased enormously. The following table was compiled by the Municipal Duma of Moscow, where food was cheaper and more plentiful than in Petrograd. Cost of food, rubles and kopecks. Black bread. Per food, 
August 1914, two kopecks and a half. August 1917, 12 kopecks. Percent increase, 330. White bread, per fund. August 1914, 5 kopecks. August 1917, 20 kopecks. Percent increase, 300. Beef, per fund. August 1914, 22 kopecks. August 1917, 1 ruble, 10 kopecks. Percent increase, 400. Veal, per fund. August 1914, 26 kopecks. August 1917, 2 rubles, 15 kopecks. Percent increase, 727. Pork, per fund. August 1914, 23 kopecks. August 1917, 2 rubles. Percent increase, 770. Herring, per fund. August 1914, 6 kopecks. August 1917, 52 kopecks. Percent increase, 767. Cheese, per fund. August 1914, 40 kopecks. August 1917, 3 rubles, 50 kopecks. Percent increase, 754. Butter, per fund. August 1914, 48 kopecks. August 1917, 3 rubles, 20 kopecks. Percent increase, 557. Eggs, per dozen. August 1914, 30 kopecks. August 1917, 1 ruble, 60 kopecks. Percent increase, 443. Milk, per krushka. August 1914, 7 kopecks. August 1917, 40 kopecks. Percent increase, 471. On an average, food increased in price 556%, or 51% more than wages. As for the other necessities, the price of these increased tremendously. The following table was compiled by the economic section of the Moscow Soviet of Workers' Deputies and accepted as correct by the Ministry of Supplies of the Provisional Government. Cost of other necessities, rubles and kopecks. Calico, per arshin. August 1914, 11 kopecks. August 1917, 1 ruble, 40 kopecks. Percent increase, 1,173. Cotton cloth, per arshin. August 1914, 15 kopecks. August 1917, 2 rubles. Percent increase, 1,233. Dress goods, per arshin. August 1914, 2 rubles. August 1917, 40 rubles. Percent increase, 1,900. Castor cloth, per arshin. August 1914, 6 rubles. August 1917, 80 rubles. Percent increase, 1,233. Men's shoes, per pair. August 1914, 12 rubles. August 1917, 144 rubles. Percent increase, 1,097. Sole leather, per pair. August 1914, 20 rubles. August 1917, 400 rubles. Percent increase, 1,900. Rubbers, per pair. 
August 1914, 2 rubles 50 kopecks. August 1917, 15 rubles. Percent increase, 500. Men's clothing, per suit. August 1914, 40 rubles. August 1917, 400 to 455 rubles. Percent increase, 900 to 1,109. T. Perfund. August 1914, 4 rubles 50 kopecks. August 1917, 18 rubles. Percent increase, 300. Matches, per carton. August 1914, 10 kopecks. August 1917, 50 kopecks. Percent increase, 400. Soap, per pood. August 1914, 4 rubles 50 kopecks. August 1917, 40 rubles. Percent increase, 780. Gasoline, per Vedro. August 1914, 1 ruble 70 kopecks. August 1917, 11 rubles. Percent increase, 547. Candles, per pood. August 1914, 8 rubles 50 kopecks. August 1917, 100 rubles. Percent increase, 1,076. Caramel, perfumed. August 1914, 30 kopecks. August 1917, 4 rubles 50 kopecks. Percent increase, 1,400. Firewood, per load. August 1914, 10 rubles. August 1917, 120 rubles. Percent increase, 1,100. Charcoal, per load. August 1914, 80 kopecks. August 1917, 13 rubles. Percent increase, 1,525. Sundry metalware. August 1914, 1 ruble. August 1917, 20 rubles. Percent increase, 1,900. On an average, the above categories of necessities increased about 1,109% in price, more than twice the increase of salaries. The difference, of course, went into the pockets of speculators and merchants. In September 1917, when I arrived in Petrograd, the average daily wage of a skilled industrial worker, for example, a steelworker in the Pudilov factory, was about 8 rubles. At the same time, profits were enormous. I was told by one of the owners of the Thornton Woolen Mills, an English concern on the outskirts of Petrograd, that while wages had increased about 300% in his factory, his profits had gone up 900%. 3. The Socialist Ministers The history of the efforts of the socialists in the provisional government of July to realize their program in coalition with the bourgeois ministers is an illuminating example of class struggle in politics. Says Lenin, in explanation of this phenomenon, quote, the capitalists, seeing that the position of the government was untenable, resorted to a method which since 1848 has been for decades practiced by the capitalists in order to befog, divide, and finally overpower the working class. This method is the so-called coalition ministry, composed of bourgeois and of renegades from the socialist camp. 
in those countries where political freedom and democracy have existed side by side with the revolutionary movement of the workers for example in england and france the capitalists make use of this subterfuge and very successful too the socialist leaders upon entering the ministries invariably prove mere figureheads puppets simply a shield for the capitalists a tool with which to defraud the workers the democratic and republican capitalists in russia set in motion this very same scheme the socialist revolutionaries and mensheviki fell victim to it and on june first a coalition ministry with the participation of chernoff zaratelli skobolev avskentiev savinkov zarudny and nikitin became an accomplished fact from problems of the revolution four september municipal elections in moscow in the first week of october nineteen seventeen novaya zhizin published the following comparative table of election results pointing out that this meant the bankruptcy of the policy of coalition with the propertied classes Quote, if civil war can yet be avoided it can only be done by a united front of all the revolutionary democracy elections for the moscow central and ward dumas socialist revolutionaries june nineteen seventeen fifty eight members september nineteen seventeen fourteen members cadets june nineteen seventeen seventeen members september nineteen seventeen thirty members mensheviki june nineteen seventeen twelve members september nineteen seventeen four members bolsheviki june nineteen seventeen eleven members september nineteen seventeen forty seven members five growing arrogance of the reactionaries september eighteenth the cadet shulgin writing in a kiev newspaper said that the provisional government's declaration that russia was a republic constituted a gross abuse of its powers Quote, we cannot admit either a republic or the present republican government and we are not sure that we want a republic in russia october twenty third at a meeting of the cadet party held at ryazan m dukanin declared quote, on march first we must establish a constitutional monarchy we must not reject the legitimate heir to the throne mikhail alexandrovitch october twenty seventh resolution passed by the conference of businessmen at moscow quote, the conference insists that the provisional government take the following immediate measures in the army one forbidding of all political propaganda the army must be out of politics two propaganda of anti-national and international ideas and theories deny the necessity for armies and hurt discipline it should be forbidden and all propagandists punished three the function of the army committees must be limited to economic questions exclusively all their decisions should be confirmed by their superior officers who have the right to dissolve the committees at any time four the salute to be re-established and made obligatory full re-establishment of disciplinary power in the hands of officers with right of review of sentence five 
expulsion from the corps of officers of those who dishonor it by participating in the movement of the soldier masses which teaches them disobedience re-establishment for this purpose of the courts of honor six the provisional government should take the necessary measures to make possible the return of the army of generals and other officers unjustly discharged under the influence of committees and other irresponsible organizations End, quote. End of chapter one appendix